Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's time for Joyce's Thought of the Day on News Talk 850 WFTL. Well, back to the banks. For a few hours on Sunday, they fooled me. At 6.15 p.m. Sunday, the government and Federal Reserve announced they would guarantee all deposits at the two big banks they'd closed, Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank, removing the $250,000 limit on insured accounts to help prevent a bank run. Taxpayers would not be on the hook for any losses, they said. The banking industry would pay for the extra insurance. I don't think the deposit insurance should be extended at all. When banks failed in 2008, we didn't have unlimited deposit insurance, and we didn't have widespread bank runs on healthy or unhealthy institutions. Very few individuals have more than $250,000 in their plain vanilla bank accounts, as opposed to brokerage accounts where they're saving for retirement. So extending the limits at taxpayer expense to protect very wealthy depositors, and in the case of Silicon Valley Bank, venture capital-backed companies, just doesn't seem fair. And we have limits on government-backed deposit insurance for good reason. Without it, large depositors have every reason to chase the highest possible interest rates on their money, even at badly managed banks. Why? They know that even if the bank squanders their deposits on bad loans, they'll get their money back. The risk is not theoretical. In the 1980s, many savings and loans crashed after offering high-yielding deposits. As a financial historian and journalist Roger Lowenstein explained yesterday in the New York Times, when the Federal Reserve, under pressure of rising inflation, began to jack up rates, SNLs had to pay higher rates to attract deposits. Many switched to riskier assets to juice their returns, but as those investments soured, their problems worsened. Roughly a third, or about a thousand SNLs, failed. But venture capitalists, led by David Sachs, a good friend of Elon Musk, spent the weekend screaming that bank runs would be inevitable if the government didn't guarantee all depositors. Many, if not most of those folks, had not at all hidden conflicts of interest, either personal deposits at Silicon Valley Bank or investments in companies that had deposits there. Nonetheless, they insisted that they were warning about bank runs solely because they wanted to save America from bank runs. Whether or not they were trying to worsen the crisis, their warnings certainly did. They essentially forced the government's hand. If regulators in the Treasury Department felt they had no choice but to guarantee all deposits, then forcing the industry to pay for the extra insurance seemed like the fairest option. Any losses to the deposit insurance fund to support uninsured depositors and be recovered by a special assessment on banks as required by law, that's what the press release said. We'll see what really happens. Get Joyce's Thought of the Day anytime. Subscribe to her podcast right now on the all-new 850 app and at 850WFTL.com.